Hello! What's up everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live episode 238 because who really cares that G4 is coming back when you've had us for the past few years? Did we talk? No, that was after no, the was, podcast. Yeah, it was after that. Oh, you, you should go subscribe to directly to you on YouTube, the uh, Fanatics 4 podcast because I talked to We spent a long time talking about it on that podcast. Oh yeah? Basically, oh. I talked about how Kevin Pereira is a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. And... He's been fighting to get uh, Attack of the Show back for so long. Mm -hmm. He probably succeeded. <laughs> I was always convinced that he was the son of somebody high up on the network because he was on <laughs> every single show to the point where they just started adding him to pre-existing shows. That's and why he eventually joined Attack of the Show. <laughs> and then when the bottom fell out, he had nothing he had nowhere to go yeah so it was like his whole life was ripped out from under him so i don't blame him for being a crazy person but he's a crazy person yes also i'll note will mm -hmm. if you wikipedia if, if you google kevin Pereira, it says he's 511 that man is not 511 <laughs> that man is a tiny man i saw him yeah. in e3 walking around it's like somebody took him and just went to photoshop command t and just shrunk him yeah i there's no way everybody on tv is at least at most, 5'9". He looks like the so. dad from the Brack show. Remember that? <laughs> yep. Can I pull that up without ruining everything? I'm a dad. We're going to go over with your act and hang out with Mr. Thunderclean. <laughs> there he is. This guy. This little, ti this little tiny man. No, no, Nobody watching like. this knows the Brack show. That guy right or there. Or Attack of the Show for that matter. Anyway, how you all doing? We have a new scene transition. I didn't tell you, Will. I made a new scene oh. transition. It's Ooh, uh, uh, it's I took it from uh, Turtles in Time. Nice, approved already. Uh, I don't need to see uh, it for the Super Nintendo. Anyway, how are we, everybody? Hello. Uh, all my stuff's messed up right now. Uh, everybody who's here, but a special hello to Bryce Gagner, <laughs> uh, Mad Duck, Migs Luna, Atif Faruqi. I require coffee. Jay Matson, JT Mitchell, sorry, and Nadia Yassi for being members here on YouTube. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here joining us tonight. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yes, there's a lot here. A lot. Ha mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm one of those weeks where I'm shocked that a lot happened. Yeah, um, you know, because it's been relatively slow goings for the most part, thanks to the COVID, but. The, what the, happened this week? The weird Which thing is, is that I knew about all of these things happening as they happened, and I was still yeah. surprised that there was a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah. today. But anyway, first... First, July is ending, which means August is right around the corner, which means it's time for you to know what free games you're going to get if you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Shub Gold. Sh subscribe. Subscribe. I, I soldiered through it. And nobody would have noticed had you not said anything, you son of a bitch. I don't care what Xbox has because PlayStation wins. <laughs> so right off the bat, uh, on the Sony side of things, for the month of August, starting August 4th, the first Tuesday of the month, uh, you get Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered. Mm-hmm. Which is already uh, great. It's already great. Yeah, it's pretty good. I wanted that. This came for free with what? Uh, who cares? <laughs> or no, no, it was a pre you had to pay a premium in order to get it with a it different game. Well, it was like, I remember the Modern Warfare Remastered came with Infinite Warfare. And for the longest time, it's like, it's only coming in the Legacy Edition. You, you're not going to be able to buy it separately. And then you were able to buy it separately. Uh, yeah. I don't, 
I don't know what this was bundled with, though. I was more excited with for this. Yeah. And I never got it. And now you'll get it. Now I'm excited. Uh, but I'm sure the reason you're actually excited is because the other game is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockdown. Knockout. This whatever game it is. It's game so sick. sick, it actually made you sick. This game is really, really, really good. I only played yeah. two seconds of it. And it looks like fun uh, looking at other people streaming and stuff. So I'm excited about this game. Now, Will. Yes, Bob. Uh, let me go to my Twitter here. Oh, yes. I did see that. Uh, we played this at PAX. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, so, so if you go to our PAX video, the second PAX video that we made this year, uh, there's a brief clip of us playing this game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, during that, I cut this from the video, but here's a little here's a little segment from the video. Watching the stream, that would be sick. That would be sick. That, that would be a that would be huge. It'd be great if it was a PlayStation Plus game, and then we could also yeah. do that and yeah. let yeah. people play. It's a PlayStation Plus game. I, I the thing was like, so they they said that you'd have room code so that if you wanted to stream it, you could play with basically just your stream. It's a battle right. Royale game. That's in the vein of like most extreme eliminations or Wipeout. Yes. you know, one of those game shows yeah, yeah. where you're just, you're doing your platforming, but you're doing all this weird stuff and there's a million people there. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're streaming, like if I'm streaming, I could have a room code so that only the people who are watching my stream can play along, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is that uh, not everybody's going to have the game because they would have to pay for it and it costs money and not everybody would want to do that. If it's a freaking PlayStation Plus game, Will. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Yep. So this is going to be awesome. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Uh, it looks really cool. Uh, I might have to actually give it a shot. It's funny because one of my friends texted me the trailer for it and he was like all excited. He's like all excited. It looks. He's like, oh my god, this looks so good. It looks like most extreme elimination challenge. He's an Xbox owner. Ah! And I told him it's going to be free with PlayStation <laughs> Plus, and he got all mad. And I'm like, you should have. I told you to buy it when Spider Man came out, and so, he's still so, sad. So it's a console exclusive to. It's a uh, PlayStation. Well, I I don't know. No, I think it's coming to Xbox, but I don't think. It's it's not going to be one of the games with gold this month. Let's just put it that way. It's only coming to PC and PS4. As oh, far it is as we only know. coming out. Yes. Okay. Uh, it might. It it it. That doesn't mean it won't come to Xbox in the future. Right. But right now, it's only coming to PS4 and PC. Okay. For for whatever reason. All right. Um. So, are they both August fourth? Uh, yeah, both uh, Call of Duty and Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, which apparently was just standalone. It didn't come bundled with anything. Mm -hmm. um, and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout um, will be available August 4th for the entire month of August on PlayStation 4. Join me next next Tuesday for a Fall Guys stream, everybody. It's going to be go. a good time. Uh, and then whatever garbage Microsoft has. So, on the Xbox One, for the entire month of August, uh, the 1st to the 31st, you will get Portal Knights, which I feel like has already been a game with gold. Let's find well, out. I'll have to look that up again. And then from August 16th to September 15th, you will get Override Mech City Brawl. 
I don't know what this game is, but I'm pretty sure that's a knockoff Optimus Prime on the box art. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, they, they don't have a video anymore. They're not doing uh, videos anymore, I guess. It, the, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It kind of pisses me off. <laughs> that's lame. They changed everything because you just go right to Major Nelson's website and it'll list it. But now you got to go to Xbox Wire. Then they direct you to Major Nelson and then they direct you back to Xbox Wire. Not fun. Not fun. Yeah. Uh, did you do the Xbox games? I did not do the X- the original Xbox games. Not yet. Because you were looking up Portal Nights. Uh, I looked it up for a second and then gave up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. And screw it then. So, over on the Xbox 360. They're not Xbox 360 games this, this month. They are both original Xbox games. But, of course, they are cool. playable on the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One through backwards compatibility. From August 1st to the 15th, you get MX Unleashed. And from August 16th to the 31st, you get Red Faction 2. Trash lineup, Will. This is not that great. <laughs> not, a, not a great not a great lineup. I am curious about Red Faction uh, 2 because I like the first game. Uh, never played the second one. Never played any of the other ones. Um, <laughs> but Red Faction, the original on PlayStation 2, was pretty good back in the day. So I'm curious about Red Faction 2. I think Jason Statham is in Red Faction 2. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Sony wins this Which month. one did we have? Red Faction 1 on PS2. Okay, you liked that game. That was a good game. I didn't like it. You're but I played dumb. it way after it came out, and it was Probably, not yeah. set up to... It was not. It didn't age well. No, it was, I think, the first first-person shooter on PlayStation 2. Mm, that, would, so. that would explain a lot. It, it had weird controls. Yeah, it, it had dual right. analog, but it wasn't like Halo dual, dual analog. It wasn't, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, I have on screen footage of Fall Guys, because that's okay. the one you should be excited about. Right. Going to be a great game. Uh, again, join us next Tuesday, and we'll play some of it. Uh, anyway, what do we got now? Oh, we got some Super Chats and stuff. Yeah. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Uh, we got $5 from, uh, he told me how to say this. Excised, I think. Uh, Five dollars. Let's get folders on Switch. Sign a petition on change from my Twitter. (laughs) Use hashtag Switch folders. It's time for folders on Switch. Uh, Change.org petitions. Is there a statistic for how often they work? (laughs) I'm sure it's zero. (laughs) Eric. Thanks for being a member here. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for spending the money that you get all on Wolfden. Um, <laughs> anyway, we got some big news, guys. This is yeah. the big, this top story right here. Huge, as they say. Huge. 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 Massive Nintendo leak reveals early Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon secrets. We have a bunch of articles for this. Yeah. Um, here's the, I'm going to give you the TLDR that I know about. Okay. And then we can, we can, you can go through the article. Uh, so, all right. They found Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, they found him in Super Mario 64. Yes. So, it's been long rumored that Luigi was a part of Super Mario 64. 
uh, or at least planned to be in it, that there was a planned functionality for uh, for multiplayer. There was also a rumor back when we were kids that you could find the Luigi somehow. Maybe he was on top of the castle, but really we found out that was Brigham Yoshi. Uh, there was a rumor that if you did something special in the courtyard, he would pop out. There was a rumor that if you collected every single coin in the game, like literally every single one, uh, and then talk to Yoshi, he would appear. Yes. Uh, so the, the source code leaked for, for Mario 64 and, uh, I guess data miners found that there was a folder that was called Luigi and it had... As, so I guess it had the triangles. <laughs> it didn't have the assets. It just it was just placeholders for where Luigi would be, but mm-hmm. it didn't have the textures over it or, or and it, it was it was all messed up. So uh, people went to freaking work and they started mashing it up and actually trying to get him to be usable this is a photoshop that i have on screen right now um this was this is like the 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 polygons uh and then eventually they put him together and they got him to work this is the biggest deal i think that has come out of the uh the, the leaks this is definitely the one that everyone seems to be talking about um because there are a lot of other things in like the big the giga leak they've been calling it the so, big Nintendo leak of like not just this game but a whole lot of yeah there's Nintendo and Nintendo sixty four games there's other games uh, yeah I have acquired a ROM that has <laughs> Luigi patched into it now this there's been ROMs like that that have existed before but this is the Luigi model. That was supposed that that was in the game. Uh, it's gonna take a while for you to actually see him, but yeah, I got it. I got the YouTube thing going on my other monitor, so I don't know if the colors are correct. He looks his overalls are a little blue. His his freaking green is a little green. He's got like almost orange hair. It's like brown, but it's like pretty orange. But the main thing to look at is uh, the polygons. And how lanky he is, and, right. and the shape of his head, and everything—that's what he would have looked like if he was in the game. Yeah. And this is amazing. This is an amazing little piece of Nintendo history we're witnessing. Yeah. That's—I'm su- surprised my computer's holding up right now. <laughs> it's pretty nuts because, like, it's it's significantly different from Mario's model, not just in terms of color, but in terms of shape. Um, I think even the hair color is supposed to be a lighter shade of brown on Luigi. Like in slightly, yeah. But but I mean, back then we don't know. Yeah. Well, again, this is the N sixty four. I mean, they didn't have as many colors to work with as they do now. So right. that's probably what they would have wound up doing. Uh, his mustache is different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the history of Luigi's character design. You know, like I don't know when it started, when he started to elongate, and when he started well, to get that mustache. All right, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this, uh, because I don't know if you know this, but Super Mario Brothers Two is actually a game called Doki Doki Panic. I freaking hate you so much. <laughs> but let me, wait, let me explain. Let me explain. So when they took the Mario characters and started graphing them onto the Doki Doki Panic characters. Mm-hmm. 
the character that Luigi uh, was grafted onto, I think it was Mama, was actually tall. So they redesigned uh, Luigi to be tall as Mama. That's why he's tall. And ever since then, Luigi has canonically been taller than Mario. Now, now I know about this, the Super Mario Adventures manga. Yeah. Here he has the mustache that we know him to have. Mm-hmm. He's also probably taller. There's another one where he doesn't have that mustache. He's just Super Mario Manga Adventures. It looks like he has the same sort of mustache as Mario. But then in the later parts of the manga, he has the mustache that we know him to have. That yeah. is just two pieces. Um, so somewhere during this time, he kind of transformed into the Luigi we know him to be now. Yeah. Um, I did not know that he was long because of Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> I yeah, had no uh, idea. Doki Doki, and that also, um, yeah, that and uh, at the same time, no, because that was in development before the Lost Levels. That was that game is also the reason why Luigi has the the type of floaty jump that he has, and you know doesn't have traction. Right. So he wasn't in Super Mario World at all, right? He was. He what was he? Okay, let's let's see. Okay, so this is actually a deeper rabbit hole because there's like three different versions of Super Mario World. And in each version, Luigi is different. Okay. There's well, the, well, the, the original. Ori- We're talking the about original the original. Release. I think the original release, he was just Green Mario. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, in the Super Mario All Stars version of uh, Super Mario World, they palettes they give him a whole new pixel art, and he has uh, all unique animation too. So somewhere, somewhere along this, I think this was during the manga. Somewhere along, somewhere after Super Mario World is when he started to get his own characteristics, like the mustache and and the longer head and stuff. Um, I think I think this one's the All Stars sprite, where he looks a little leaner. Uh, nineteen ninety four. Or the All Star sprite. Two thousand one, yeah. I think, is the Game Boy uh, Advance game. And then 2019 must be Mario Maker. So let's see when the manga ran. It was probably running during that time, and then they had to just yeah. slowly change him into that. Super Mario Coon? Is that what it is? Yes, it is. Uh, 55 volumes. Oh, you can see. Oh, wow. Oh, you no. Can- Dude, I'm on the MarioWiki.com for Super Mario Bros. 2, and Luigi has a different mustache than Mario from the uh, art for Super Mario 2. Uh, where, what art? Uh, are you on the website? No. I think this was like instruction manual art. Oh, there he is. He's on the cover. Or what is this, promotional art? Accept all cookies, do whatever. Do whatever you gotta do. Do you wanna get in my computer? There he is with different art. Yeah. So what year was this? Uh, Super Mario 2 was 88. 88. 1988. Interesting. So it all stems back from Super Mario Brothers 2. I wish I knew when these... Uh... I wish I knew when these mangas started. Because you could see in the manga when it, when his mustache changes. Yeah. Somewhere around... Uh, where is it? I just saw What's it, it called again? Super Mario... Kun. Or just Super Mario Manga Adventures. Um... 
Is this different? No, it's the same. Same mustache. Eventually, we'll get into these leaks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we like to get hung up on the dumb stuff we, we here. We really do. Um, like character oh, here, design. Okay, so it looks like... Which one is it? 39? Issue 39 looked like the first one where his mustache is different. Oh, no. This is... Uh, uh, wait. No, this is wrong. This is from... 1991 is when the first issue came out. Yeah, and and they, yeah, and then somewhere along the way they stopped and then they restarted it like later, yeah. like way later. Never mind, can't go by that. So yeah, it's Super Mario Brothers two. That's why Luigi looks the way he does. Well, anyway, um, that. So in this. In Super Mario 64, the, the, the leaked stuff that we have now. Um, I'm shocked at how much he looks like he does now. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm going that's why I'm going so hard in depth that as to like what happened when his character design shifted, because he looks like he freaking does in Luigi's Mansion today. Yeah. And that's uh, what freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, it definitely seems like they had they wanted Luigi in this game for the longest time. And for whatever reason, towards uh, the end of development, they decided this isn't working for whatever reason. Let's just take Luigi out. Supposedly there were also, uh, I think three levels that they found that, um, I gotta lower this. This is like blasting in my ear right now. Supposedly there were like three other levels that uh, were much larger and people think that those were there for co-op. Yeah. So this is it, it's just freaking Luigi. He's got the yeah. same mechanics and everything. Uh, presumably because he would just have been the second player. But yeah. I could see why two players wouldn't work. The camera would be all wonky. Oh yeah, even if they did split screen, like I don't think that would have worked. Yeah. All right, so let's go through the leak. Yeah. And also, uh, if anybody wants me to do anything in the game to see like how he is or acts or whatever, uh, let me know. I don't really know what else there is I could do here besides just I... show you what he looks like. Should I read the Polygon article? Yeah, or... go go through All right. it. There's a lot there. Yeah. Excuse me. In late July, an anonymous user on internet bulletin board 4chan started posting files purporting to show source code and development uh, repositories for over a dozen classic Nintendo games from Super Mario World to a canceled Zelda 2 remake to Super Mario 64 and to Ocarina of Time. Since then, fans have poured over the files and, and are flooding social media with all sorts of previously unreleased information, some from games we know and loved, some hailing from early builds of those games. Here's what we know. What's in the leak? Tons. Much of it dis uh, distributed in two big chunks. One for Super Nintendo games and the other for Nintendo 64 games. But in terms of what might interest an average person, the leaks, uh, the leaks appear to contain source code for Super Mario Kart, A Link to the Past, and Yoshi's Island. And what, what this means is that people can look at the original code that make up these games. Normally, these are the sort of files that the public can't access and never gets to see because what's playable is very different from what developers use to build games. How do we know it's real? Reach for comment, Nintendo did not respond in time for press. 
However, according to two well-known Nintendo data miners, the volume of data released points to the code being legitimate. Folks presume it's real because the sheer magnitude of files, things like secret IDs that are impossible to crack, says Orchestra, a speedrunner who has been sharing notable finds from the leak. Faking uh, it would be hard, says Mr. Cheese, a well-known Nintendo, ha- Nintendo hacker. Making it up would require someone to create all of these games from scratch, he adds. Uh, that would mean coming up with thousands of files, something that would be nearly impossible. But perhaps the most compelling reason to believe it's true is that at least one former Nintendo worker has corroborated pieces of the leak. Dylan Cuthbert, lead developer on four Star Fox titles, responded to a screenshot of the leak that shows a tool he made nearly 30 years ago for Star Fox 2. Uh Where the hell have hackers got all this obscure data from, he wrote. And then there's a tweet from Dylan Cuthbert uh, reacting to the development tools he was using for Star Fox that have apparently been part of this leak. And there's some more... Oh, he, he says, what the F? I haven't seen this tool I made for Star Fox for almost 30 years. I wrote it in nearly in early C++ to teach myself the language. More than anything else, where the hell have hackers got all this obscure data from? And then yeah. there it is. Uh, and you could see. I have no idea what this is. but He then goes on to say, there seems to have been some massive leak of Star Fox source code, and people are more interested in finding the word F in the comments <laughs> than they are by the fact that we had one of the first multi-threaded tokenized script languages ever used in a game uh i'll I'll, somebody in the chat uh where was it uh somebody in the chat uh oh a boss gamer says also does the source code show any different voice for luigi um so this mod obviously doesn't have it it's just it's Mm -hmm. still uh charles martinet uh however some people there was a there was a tweet going around uh that I didn't believe I just thought it was a meme uh that there's uncompressed audio and it's very it's it's very clearly like to me it was a it was a meme here I'm going to play mm. right now yeah. <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous it's not Charles Martinet at all, but people are saying that this was found somewhere in the source code, and that that is uh, what's his name, Bugs Bunny, uh, oh, Mel Blanc. Blanc. Yeah, and I don't think so. I'm I, waiting. I don't I'm waiting for it to come up so I can hear this. Also, where are you gonna get uncompressed audio from? Like that yeah. can't be in the source code. It wouldn't fit. Right? Yeah, no, it would have that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that his his voice is a little higher pitched because Luigi's voice is a little higher pitched. Uh yeah. I don't I don't know about that. That part sounds weird. I don't I don't really buy that. Yeah, I don't I'm not I don't know where they got that from. Anyway, continue the article here. Uh oh, let me scroll back to where it was. Uh, how were these files obtained since the they were uploaded anonymously it's hard to definitely say what happened however 2020 has seen a number of nintendo related source code leaks mostly mostly about older pokemon games the running theory mr cheese says mm-hmm. is that it all hails from the same specific information breach but we don't know for sure we can only speculate he says so what have people found the sheer amount of information coming out of the aptly named giga leak is hard to keep track of. 
but some of the most interesting findings have to do with unused models, sprites, levels, and more. Uh, apparently, for example, Super Mario World contains assets where it, where it appears Luigi gives the player the middle finger. Oh. And then is, there's... Um, is there a picture of that? It's a, it looks like a sprite sheet. Uh, this is an actual unused character graphic asset of Luigi giving the player the middle finger that found that found within the source code of Super Mario World dated 1989. It's a it's a sprite sheet of Luigi, and I'm trying to find. Ah, it's too where, small. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, that one? Oh, that one. Yeah, that's the finger. It's bo uh bottom right before it breaks. Uh, the third to the right. Bottom right before it breaks, third to the right. I have my cursor on it if you want to wait for the podcast to catch up. Okay. Yeah, I think I do. I'm not seeing it. That's definitely okay. a thing. Because the, the finger is one pixel wide. <laughs> oh, I think I see it. That's sassy. That's sassy. Yeah. I feel like I need that for a... I'm going to make that a Twitch emote. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it... it... Maybe it means something different in Japan. <laughs> it's just not offensive, I don't think there. Yeah. Well, what was it in this in the Sonic anime? Like Sonic is pointing to the sky, and it's really weird because he's obviously giving the finger, but he's pointing <laughs> to the sky for some reason. They, they just profanity doesn't mean as much there as it does. Right. Here. Yeah. All right. I see. It. Yeah. Uh, what else? There are also a number of never before. There are also a number of never-before-seen characters like this Mustachio Yoshi, and there's a picture. It looks nope. like it's in, in MS Paint, but obviously it's not. Of like a Grandpa Yoshi. Oh, he's old as hell. Yeah, it's a cranky Yoshi. We've got further confirmation that Mario is absolutely punching the hell out of Yoshi to elongate his tongue too. And there's a tweet saying, "I'm still working on the tool. Do it." doing some good progress. Meanwhile, I found those weird Yoshi graphics and the black dancing bug assembled. The dancing bug is the most interesting one, though. Uh, what is it supposed to be? And then it's a little gif of, I guess, Mario actually punching Yoshi in the back of the head. Yeah, I'm trying to watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, like, you can actually see, like, the... The whatchamacallit. The, the, the like, uh, the, the, the stars the anime coming line. out of his... Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, he, it looks like he's yeah. like hurt. Damn, right. savage. Uh, for Mario sixty four, folks were showing off early levels like a castle where Nintendo likely tested Mario's capabilities. And then there's a short video of somebody playing in the castle. Yeah, we're watching the video now. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is one of the levels. Um, yeah, it's the audio is from the courtyard. Um, this the, could very well be just a test level. I know Goldeneye has a test level called the Citadel. The uh, was, the for the like the HUD is weird. Yeah, the HUD is all different. Interesting. And then there's another one of a different level. It looks like there's like a brick floor. Yeah. Where do they? I want to play these, but I think there's <laughs> nothing going on in them. I think it's just probably it's just yeah. like the texture. Oh, this is an ugly castle. This is a castle designed by uh, programmers with with no with no uh, design work at all. Yeah, there are also early 3D models of iconic characters like Link. Ew. 
Dated, dated from July 1994, this is possibly the first or one of the first 3D models Nintendo ever made of Link as an experiment on the Super Effects chip. Damn, he looks like a Super Effects chip yeah. model. He looks like a freaking. He looks like a, a a spacecraft in Star Fox. Yeah, uh, it's, it says noted colors were added manually. Yeah, same thing with the with the sprite. We the sprite the model we saw of Luigi. He was all gray. Uh-huh. So whoever this guy is, Straxon on Twitter, he he added the colors so that you can differentiate yeah. between his legs, his shield. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what the hell this is. Yeah. Uh, we may now also know what earliest rooms that Nintendo built for Ocarina of Time actually looked like. And there's a picture of, ho- oh, holy F, room one. So I guess that's the very first thing they designed for Ocarina of Time, the very first room. That's really, this looks really bizarre. Uh, apparently, at one point, a scrapped Zelda game contained blood. So here it is. It w- It is now largely assumed that this particular Zelda sheet comes from a scrapped <laughs> BS Zelda 2 remake for Satellaview. There's some interesting details here, like blood or rust on the sword. Fascinating stuff. It looks like Link is covered in blood. I know. That's amazing. That's nuts. Can we get a ROM hack of that? Yeah. It could just be a red tunic, but then why is there green highlights? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely Link coming out of like a blood river or something. Oh, so this is, they say Zelda 2 remake, like a scrap Zelda 2 remake. This just looks yeah. like if uh, Link to the Past was 2D. That's what this looks like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Zelda 2 had 2D sections. And then this so. is presumed Zelda 3 scratch pad sprites from recent Mario, uh, recent Nintendo leak. Yeah. That's bizarre. This this whole thing is really freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, folks are unearthing high-quality screenshots and assets that show classic games in more detail than we've ever seen before. So you got uh, original-quality beta Super Mario 64 screenshots. Uh, cartridge art like this is i think the actual like master graphic they used before like they shipped it out for printing and stuff oh yeah interesting oh yeah you can see the hud is just is the same as the test uh, levels hud that's wild uh high resolution manual art with some unexpected detail this looks like it's for ocarina of time Oh, I see the original cartridge art for yeah. Mario 64. That's wild. the Giga Leak also contains even more Pokemon sprites, like an early, like early versions of existing monsters and unused ideas, like a scrapped Gen 4 legend. Uh, if you see a little bit lower, the textures on this Ocarina of Time art are like super detailed. Like his tunic, yeah. the like cross hatching on his tunic is crazy. Yeah, again, uh, the, the little rumble pack made out of stone. Oh, Probably yeah. because, yeah, th- this is supposed to be for a manual, and you know those are supposed to be a little bit higher quality. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, this is all, it's all nuts. All right, I'm closing my uh, N64 emulator because my CPU usage is going nuts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so why is this controversial? While fans are ecstatic to learn more about their favorite games, there are a few sticking points that people should be aware of. It seems likely that someone at some point broke the law. This this is all proprietary <laughs> information after all. 
Uh, but on but on a more humane level, none of this stuff was ever meant to be seen. Imagine, if you will, that you're a creator of some sort. Let's say a writer. And one day you log on and all of your unpolished, janky drafts and ideas get published on the internet. That would suck, right? Losing control over all losing control over your own work. Pushing this further into a morally dubious area is that the GigaLeak apparently contains personal information, including a diary and calendar, along with private conversations between developers. One file, for instance, recounts a traumatic childhood experience involving Mr. Potato Head. What? So wait, how are these guys... Why is there personal information? I guess in, in their, like, whoever leaked all this information in what they have also accumulated some personal information or like diary logs. Maybe they had a weird sort of like chat client. Like maybe they weren't using like a, like a, like now we have Slack back then. Maybe they were just using text files that were on a server somewhere and like editing them. Very strange. Uh, You, you, you skipped over gen four leaks with this weird looking guy. I Uh, I mentioned it. Beta Garchomp. Yeah. Whatever this is. Ooh, look at that nose pass. I skipped right over it. All right, anyway. All right. Uh, uh, I was about to read the Mr. Potato Head thing. Hold on. I just lost it. Uh, the real reason Star Fox 2 got canceled and never released was because its staff was too busy focusing on internal drama on Checks Notes porn. Uh, let's face it it's not the actual porn that's crude and offensive but those sad semi-humans who get their kicks out of looking at it okay (laughs) there's a file G G drive PC games 12 inches yes (laughs) that's right porn starring men that's what it says okay uh, I'm trying to make sense of this. Let's see here. Wow, some justification for distributing porn around the office. Well, effing sad. <laughs> uh, f- I'm trying to figure out how, how this... All right, if there's any consolation, I don't think it looks like Mr. Potato Head at all. Actually, due to a traumatic childhood experience involving Mr. Potato Head, my arse, a doctor, and numerous stitches, I find Mr. Potato Head's truly terrifying and really can't see what the problem was. So, I don't want to read that again. The whole distributing porn around the office thing was Argonaut Games? Yeah, they developed Star Fox. Oh. Oh. So that's what that other guy was talking about with the F word being in the chat logs. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. And Stunt Race FX. Yes. Okay. So, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's wild. Yeah. Uh, given the type of information contained in the leak, along with questionable province, uh, some are wary of what's floating around, even if it's gone viral. A couple of game developers and commentators 
fear that the game industry will become more secretive than it already is to avoid leaks like this in the future. Uh, corporate security measures and surveillance will likely be increased industry-wide, adding more pressure on employees and making hard jobs even more difficult. The exposure of code and assets makes it easier for competitors to appropriate techniques, revealing rough drafts, works in progress, and private communications can embarrass their authors, uh, damaging their reputation, and even set back their careers. It, it's this, this is all old information that was somewhere and somebody found it like yeah back back then we don't have the same security measures as we do now somebody in the chat said it was a an email client which is possible yeah uh i remember you know like now it's weird to have emails stored on a computer like that yeah. stuff's on a server somewhere and you just leave it on there you recall it whenever you need it uh back then it was completely normal to just have a file like a folder on your computer that was just all of your yeah. emails um so that it makes sense why that would be part of a massive leak like this maybe somebody sold one of their computers or something i don't know yeah maybe it was found in like a in like a i don't know like a like a thrift store or something yeah um i mean i see what they're saying because like this is all like unfinished stuff they like nintendo did not want you to see any of this they wanted you to see the um you know the finished product the the video games in their in the state that they wanted you to see them in yeah this um, is a peek behind the curtain and nintendo usually plays everything close to the chest they don't want you to see the development side of things they they want you to expect it all to be magic yeah i mean and there, there is something cool like to see behind the scenes stuff, but mm. with very few exceptions, all the behind the scenes stuff that you ever see, be it of video games or movies or TV shows, is usually curated and made by the people who make the TV show, movie, or video game. So it's like a polished version of the disaster um, that is trying to make a video game. Um, this, this is you seeing the disaster yeah but this is uh, i love this stuff this is I awesome mean, there's no doubt it's cool like see, seeing a lot of this stuff especially like you know the fact that luigi uh was originally planned to be in mario 64 uh yeah which is article but there's another article that said that there was a, a hockey rpg in development for the nes oh that was not did not see the light of day um the, there was also not in this article, but another one. One of the characters for Star Fox Two was just a black woman. We <laughs> <laughs> where is that? That, that was on. I want to see that. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. And put it in the keep. Well, while you look for that, uh, I found a couple from the Nintendo Life article. Um, yeah. There's a there's more dungeon designs. Um, more dungeon stuff from Ocarina of Time. It seems mm -hmm. like I think that having a circular staircase was like a big deal probably to them. Uh, oh, there's the Deku tree. It looks like you were at one point able to like just walk up to the Deku tree. Yeah. Uh, and then here's a full resolution image of the sides of the Ocarina of Time box. That is freaking dope. This would make a really cool uh, phone background because the time <laughs> would be all the way at the top. Yeah. Uh, and then here is the uncompressed original dual barrel roll, which I don't believe. Okay, so. Oh, 
Yeah, I've I heard about this. I'm gonna play it. Do a barrel roll. So I mean, that sounds like it. Um, there was the I somebody linked me to an uncompressed version of So Long Gay Bowser. Yeah. Uh, and then in the comments under it, it's a guy wrote, "This is fake. This is my version that I uh, uh, digitally enhanced." Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't actually the uncompressed so long gay Bowser. It was um, some guy like digitally modified it to make it sound like it was uncompressed. So I feel like this is probably the same thing. Because like, why, there, why don't we have all of the voice? Oh, here they are. Uncompressed voice lines, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, I, I guess if it's on somebody's computer somewhere. Yeah. That's where they found all of this stuff. Yeah. Uncompressed audio, slippy toad. Oh, God. Because with the So Long Gay Bowser thing, he's saying So Long King Bowser. Yeah. We need to find that clip. <laughs> <laughs> that is very important. The one that was circulating around was fake. We need the real uncompressed So Long King Bowser. Yeah. Anyway, did you link something? Yeah, I sent the link to uh, the Star Fox 2 characters. All right. Almost had a black female pilot with incredible hair, and I am smitten. What? Oh, there she is. Is yeah. she the only human? Yeah, she's the yeah. only human. Only human. Interesting. And yeah, Dylan Cuthbert. Uh, responded to it. He said, I don't even remember this as it was all <laughs> early prototype stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for the leaks. That's all we got. Yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. At least I'm interested in stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I mean, again, it's all it's all cool stuff. It's just, it's definitely not how Nintendo wanted you to see this. I'm working on trying to get the multiplayer Mario 64 mod to work and I'm going to stream it tomorrow night probably mm-hmm. uh, with wood maybe. This is all a maybe thing if I can get it to work. I'd, I'd like to see if I can get Luigi working in that oh. in the Mario 64 uh, multiplayer mod because you just you just modify the... F- I already modified the ROM. I modified yeah. the ROM to have Luigi in it. Why not just also make it multiplayer? He'd probably only be um luigi on my screen uh dad's saying a lot of stuff in the chat right now he, he sure is if a deco tree falls in the deco tree falls in the falls on luigi does anyone hear it that was that he tried he tried he, he also with a uh, boozer is not fake he was lead singer in shanana mm, right right yeah it's real really Really uh, keeping your finger on the pulse of what the kids are listening to. We got a lot of super chats here. We got we do uh, do them. John Enquist with two dollars. Did you like my memes? More Samurai Bob incoming. Uh, I think he did a hashtag Wolf Den Live. Yeah, which we'll read later. Him. Yeah. Uh, Will Davis with two dollars. Yeah, yeah. Wake me when they find Waluigi in sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> when was Super Mario Land two? What year was that? Super Mario Land two. Yeah. That was uh, the SNES era. 
Fun fact about that game, Will. I played. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've played a couple levels before, but I like sat down and actually played it for the first time yesterday on stream. Huh. That game is not a good game. Did you know that? Really? No, yeah, it's not good because I've played Super Mario <laughs> Land one, and everyone says that's not a good game. Super Mario Land two, that's the good game. That's the good it's, Mario it's game. It's better. So, so <laughs> it's probably great on a Game Boy. Uh-huh. I played it on the Super Nintendo. Uh, through the Super Game Boy, right? It's broken all hell. The hitboxes are all weird. Um, it's it breaks the game. Yeah, and there's all these like weird. It, it, it's it's still it's the first Super Mario Land one is really weird. Yeah. Super Mario Land two is also weird. It's less weird, but it's still really weird. And it just, it's like floaty and it doesn't feel like the same sort of crispness that a Mario game normally right. has. Uh, but I'm sure on the Game Boy, you give it a lot of passes because it's in such a small portable factor. So Super Mario Land 2 was uh, 1992. Okay. That's when that came out. That's when Waluigi. No, I'm sorry. No, Wario. Wario came out. Waluigi was introduced in Mario Tennis 64. Oh. Yeah, because uh, Wario needed a doubles partner. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Kleber Caroni with two ruples. August 6th, new game for Switch called 112th Seed. Okay. Okay. Do you work for a PR company or something? <laughs> uh, JGC with five pounds. Yes. Says, well, hello, chaps. I, I, I'm going to take a guess and say that that's a pound. Uh, gentlemanly nod and put this in the tea fund. Yes, tea fund, Bob. Coffee shill. <laughs> Hope little Will is good. Cheerio, chaps. Justin. Just had my my little, uh, finished my tea in my Japanese Starbucks mug. It's nice. It was a good time. Will's the tea man. I am the tea I'm man. I'm the coffee man. Although, if, if you... Uh, I had given up coffee for a while. Uh, then I had a kid, and back to two cups a day. Oh, uh, two! It was a rough night last night. That, I only have one a day. Will maybe you're more of a coffee guy? I'm not. You might be. I know. I just it's literally just to like it's literally just a power up. I I made a caramel latte the other day. It was great. Uh, where am I at? Uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie Alve with five bucks. What if Luigi comes out in the Mario 64 anniversary release later this year? If if freaking Nintendo was smart, they would they would rush to to force Luigi in there right now if, because if that would blow smart, up the internet. They would announce it tomorrow. Yeah, they 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 could blow up the internet by being like, so, oh yeah, that's all real, and here he is, and it's multiplayer. So this mythical Mario 64 remake that we think is happening, or we're pretty sure mm-hmm. is happening. I've always been under the assumption that it was going to incorporate elements from Mario 64 DS, mm-hmm. which is like sort of this enhanced remaster of it with where you can play as Luigi and Yoshi and Wario. And there is like more stars collect and mini games and all this other crap. Um, so I think if Nintendo is really making a Mario 64 uh, remake or HD, whatever, uh, it would behoove them. To incorporate elements from the DS game into the new one. So I don't know. I mean, I want to play through the whole game. I haven't really. I've only played through like two seconds of it to just see how it feels. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the whole character swapping. 
Like, I like that all the characters are there, but I don't like how you character swap. I wish you yeah. could just do it. You could just pick your character. Yeah. I um, mean, granted, but, if they do a new version, they'll probably, like, update that. But there are a lot of really cool things. Like, uh, yeah. uh, but, very small details, like in Little Big World, the, that little platform that you walk on to get to the Wiggler is, like, a little bigger. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Certain things should be incorporated, but certain things you should you should leave. Yeah. Um, why do we bring this up? Oh yeah, I think that if they say that Luigi's in it and it's multiplayer, and we finally figure out what the hell the plaque says, that's yes. something we left out of the whole Luigi thing. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, the plaque in the garden, uh, in the fountain garden in Super Mario sixty four allegedly says l is real 247 and that um is part of what kicked off the whole like who is l is that luigi that must mean he's really in the game um and people think that 247 is like the the number of stars that you have to the not the stars the number of coins you have to collect in order to unlock luigi uh clearly it's just pixelated all how you can't read what it actually yeah. says um, I think personally, it's just lines. <laughs> I don't think that it's actually words. I think that they knew that it would be too small to read. So they just, they just scribbled, you know? I don't know what game it is, but I'm pretty sure that same plaque shows up in other 64 games. Oh, like I, okay. It might be an Ocarina of Time. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, if Nintendo comes out and straight up says what that is, that would that would be huge. That would be huge marketing for the next oh, game that they were. I don't know about. anything. It's L is real two four oh one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so that goes even deeper. Uh, yeah, because there are two thousand four hundred and one star one coins you to collect in Super Mario sixty four in order to unlock Luigi. But that, also, but also these yeah. leaks broke. 24 years and one month after Super Mario 64 came out. And also, it was on um, the 24th, wasn't it? When these leaks yes. came out? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of weird sort of like... Yeah. Uh, like... Uh, uh, John is dead type like yeah. conspiracy going around this. Uh, oh, yeah. The message is also found in Dodongo's Cavern in Ocarina of Time. Um, and the message can also be seen in Dojo Pathway of Peng of Club Penguin Rewritten. <laughs> Imagine getting an uncompressed version of that. Yeah. People would lose their damn minds. Mm -hmm. All right. We got more Super Chats. Uh, yeah. Alex Enoaks with well, $2. dollars Show the Super Donkey Kong beta game. I didn't Was see there that one? In any of these articles. Yeah. Uh, and then Francis Palmer with $50. Damn! Thank you for the entertainment. Thank you for your view and also yeah. money. <laughs> uh, Sukiyomi in the chat says... Uh, Two plus four plus zero plus one equals seven. July. Oh. There you go. 
Anyway, let's get to the next story. Now that we're yes. an hour into the podcast. Um, the Analog Pocket's coming out. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, last year, Analog, the, the great uh, company that puts out clone consoles of Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, uh, the original NES, uh, using FPGA chips, so they are as close to hardware accurate as you could possibly get. They announced they were doing a pocket system, a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance portable device that can also play Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, and all these other portable systems through adapters. Uh, it got delayed, um, but this week they announced um, they announced the final plans for it, when you can get it, and uh, when it's coming out, and all these revisions they made to it. So it, you could pre-order it August 3rd. Yes. 8 a.m. Pacific time. That yes. is th- uh, That is 11, 11 a.m. Eastern, Eastern time. Which I will not be up for. Yeah. Um, what, when is August 3rd? That uh, is Monday. Monday. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I will be up. So you want me to just pre-order two? Yeah. I mean, okay. uh, hopefully they're going to send us one. True. But I'm st- I still definitely want one. <laughs> I right. guess you can cancel a pre-order. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, meet the Analog Pocket, a multi-video game system portable handheld, a digital audio workstation with a built-in synthesizer and sequencer, a tribute to portable gaming. Out of the box, Pocket is compatible with the 2,780-plus Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance game cartridge library. Pocket works with a cartridge adapter for other handheld systems, too, like the Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Atari Lynx, and more. Completely engineered with two FPGA chips, no emulation. Why is there a star next to two? Uh, I believe that's explained further down in this article. Uh, I'm trying to go to the bottom. Okay. Because uh, I, I know... Say. Oh, one is for development. Interesting. One FPGA chip is to emulate the video game system itself. The other is for development. So Because you can use this to develop your own games. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this thing is absolutely gorgeous yes uh seeing is believing pocket is designed around its first in class 3.5 inch 615 ppi lcd with a 16,000 by 1440 resolution pocket has 10 times the resolution of the original game boy yeah we can hardly believe it either pro level <laughs> color accuracy dynamic range and brightness these display this display is even made from gorilla glass there has never been a display this advanced in a video game system. No, and uh, I mean that that they're also saying that it's more advanced of a screen than the freaking Nintendo Switch. Um, Probably, but, but 615 PPI. Yeah, I think that is more pixel dense than a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's that would be 72, right? Also, uh, what's the resolution on a Switch screen? So isn't it 720? 720. And this is 1440. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cropped, but yeah. Yeah. There's probably more pixels in this than there are in yeah. the Nintendo Switch screen. Uh, the Pocket does it all. Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, Col- Neo Geo Pocket Color, Atari Lynx. Uh, Pocket is the ultimate tribute to portable gaming with design cartridge adapters for the for all these systems so you can explore portable gaming history with no compromises. Analog- I'm, I'm stoked to play games on this. I'm stoked to get my... Uh, my- Game Boy camera to work on this, and I'm yes. stoked to freaking pop in Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, I'm stoked uh, f- for 
everything for Game Gear because we don't have a working Game Gear anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm stoked for a good Game Boy solution because <laughs> they've all kind of been like, like every single Game Boy has like, uh, you know, all these like little dot knocks against them. Like, oh, this is good, but it doesn't have a backlight. This is good, but the screen's kind of weird and stuff. So like this should be the ultimate solution for playing Game Boy games. I got the ultimate Game Boy right here, baby. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking there about. You Second ultimate. <laughs> uh, analog is not just for games anymore. It's for making music. Pocket has a digital audio workstation built in called Nano Loop. It's a synthesizer and a sequencer designed for music creation and live performance, shape, stretch, and morph sounds. Capture music or play, a, play and sculpt live. So as you can see, it has like a music sequencing program built into it. Um, and you can connect it to synthesizers to create your own chip tunes, basically. This is so extra, <laughs> but for a very, very specific market, the the chip tune market, this is going to no, be a huge big. deal. There, there, yeah. There's there's a lot of bands or chip tunes. I mean, chip tunes is mostly people freaking going nuts with a game boy yeah um and there's a lot of bands that straight up just use game boys as part of their uh yeah. synthesizer if setup you, if you can find it there's a great documentary it's about like 10 years old at this point but it's called reformat the planet it's about chiptune artists and they all use regular game boys and like special cartridges and programs that they just plug into it and that's how they play their music that so, doesn't even look like a headphone jack that it's plugged into is it uh, I think it says so. Says what oh, it is that's on the, the charging. That's the charge. Yeah. It's for charging. You can even connect Pocket to your Mac PC or other hardware with MIDI and sync cables. So I think it has. Damn. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Th this Pocket program is this program. The synthesizer program is part of. It's something they developed, I think. Yeah, and it's thing. built into the the system itself, so you don't need to connect it to a computer or another device. Mm -hmm. But you can, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to note that guy with the hair says that the switch is 237 PPI. Okay. And this is 350. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was six something. 615 PPI. Oh, never mind. So yes, I, this I is just screen in the switch. Almost three uh, times better. Pocket pocket MIDI to US USB A cable connect the pocket to a Mac or PC via USB A and sync nano loop to any mini enabled DAW or software, pocket to MIDI in cable, uh, <laughs> connect the pocket to MIDI and run nano loop in sync with external MIDI gear like keyboard synths and more. That's crazy. Pocket to analog sync cable. Sync your pocket via analog sync to additional pockets or external hardware and instruments. Ooh, so you could potentially trade Pokemon. Well, that's what the next thing is for. Pocket to pocket link cable, sync two pockets running nano loop via original style link port all cables are compatible oh. with original game boy game boy color <laughs> and game boy advance models except first game boy i don't know what first game boy is but if it's compatible with all the other ones okay so here's here's the here's the deal guys okay. um this thing runs regular cartridges so you can yeah. just trade pokemon like you would on a regular game boy no problem but 
The thing they don't market is that this they make these things open like relatively open source so that you can easily modify it. When yeah. the when the analog uh, Mega SG came out, the day it came out, yeah, somebody modified it so you could put ROMs on it. So yeah. if you can freaking put a ROM on it and then have the link cable still work, you can have modified. Uh, Pokemon ROMs and and trade with your actual Pokemon cartridge. Yes. That's going to be wild. And having like the save file from your emulator, that's going to be wild if yeah. that if if it works like that. But chances are it's going to work like that. Uh more features such as sleep and wake uh press power Press the power button and the pocket will suspend gameplay and enter a low power sleep mode. Press power button again to wake the device and pick up where you left off. Original display modes. Transform pockets display into the display on the original Game Boy, Game Boy Color question. or Game Boy Advance. Uh, quirks and all. Pockets 615 PPI display allows astonishingly accurate recreation of original hardware display characteristics like backlit LCD effects pixel grid patterns and lcd subpixel patterns so, so you can see it shows you yeah all the different oh systems. you can click on them yeah wow uh i don't i'm not a fan of the uh grid effect like the the scan lines the space between the yeah. pixels i like the hard pixels but uh I, this all looks really cool yeah. uh they on the mega sg they have really really good uh crt effects yeah so you can kind of make it look like it would on a regular crt the one big problem with the portable emulators I always review and talk about, um, mm -hmm. the screens are, they're cheap products, so the screens are just whatever screens they could get. So yeah. they're weird sort of resolutions or, or they're weird uh, aspect ratios. Um, most of them are the perfect aspect ratio for a Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the exact perfect uh, aspect ratio and resolution for an original Game Boy. And it's, yeah. ten, it's times 10. Yeah. So this will be the best way to play. And I think I'd rather have that than an accurate GBA. Because uh, mm -hmm. the GBA was widescreen. Uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color was like full screen. Um, so I would much rather have uh, letterboxing for the games than pillar boxing or, God forbid, stretching. It looks like it will be letterbox, which is yeah. They fine, No, they said, this... they said last year it will be letterbox. Because the screen's already pretty big. Yeah. 3.5 inches. That's That's... Actually, that is the size of the screen on the uh, yeah. What's it called? The on the RG three. No, on the RG three fifty. Oh, okay. The original Game Boy is tiny. The original Game yeah. Boy is like an inch and a half. Yeah, the RG. Oof, why is it dusty? The RG three fifty has a three point five inch screen, but it's wide to fit the aspect ratio of a Game Boy Advance. So it's huge. Yeah. But this the thing with this is that it takes up the whole top whereas in original game boy there's barely any there's it, the screen barely takes up any of the yeah of the top of the thing uh play pocket on the big screen analog dock is an amazing companion piece for the pocket with the dock you can connect your pocket to your hd tv sync up any wireless 8-bit do bluetooth or 2.4 gigahertz controller directly to the dock for wireless play. Up to four player support, you can connect controllers directly via wired USB as well. Um, the, yeah, the dock is sold separately. Yeah. Uh, but that's amazing. 
the fact that you could plug it into yeah a tv then you could stream games straight from this that would be awesome uh multiplayer connect up to four pockets uh the pocket hard case designed to show off the pocket on the go and display it on your shelf i think this is stupid i was just gonna say this is cool i like this 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 is literally just a plastic shell that you put on your pocket you can't play it when it's in the shell yeah i don't care i do because <laughs> because then you could put this case on it slip it right into your pocket but then that or you could put, just slip the whole thing into your pocket because because i love the way this thing looks and how clean it is yeah i know i'm just gonna throw it in my bag and and get it all messy and stuff but putting this type of case on it yeah then I could throw it in my bag and have it bang around, you know? Yeah, yeah and I, I would rather you be able to access the buttons. I don't like those and types of cases. I, I know you don't, but, like, if you're not, if the case is not going to let you use your device, then it's not a good case. Because I like to be able to play it unobtrused. Yeah. That's a word I made uh, up. Make your own games for Pocket. We partnered with GB Studio so you can bring your own game ideas to reality with zero programming knowledge needed. What? Basically, there's a game. They're game development tools. GB Studio is a quick and easy to use drag and drop retro game creator for your favorite handheld video game system. It allows you to generate proprietary .dot pocket files with GB Studio and run them off your SD card. Wow. Yes. I have that thing now. The the thing that rips ROMs to Game Boy cartridges yes. and rips them off of there. So I can yeah. freaking do that, dude. Yeah. So now you can uh, take any of those Ninja Turtles. Uh, Game Boy games and just make it a Wolf Den game. It would be me, you, AJ, and I don't know, E, I guess. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, now you can help preserve video game history too. Pocket is designed for FPGA development. We added a second dedicated FPGA just for developers to develop and port their own core titles. Uh, with access to analog proprietary hardware and scalers, we think developers are going to do some amazing things. Um, you can register yourself uh, at the link below. Do the adapters come with it? I believe so. Doesn't really say. Yeah. And then, yeah, down below is the the spec sheet. Yeah, this Got thing's this thing is gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, Pre-orders are August third. It ships in May of next year, I believe. Oh, and it has a left yeah. and a right trigger on the back. Yes. Uh, and one of the things they noticed is that since we last saw it, they moved the start, select, and home buttons to the bottom. Because they used okay. to be on the bottom. They're on the bottom center now. They used to be on the bottom right. Okay. The face buttons. They, they put them there because they, they thought it was They also better. put a big, fat, ugly FPGA logo on it. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... This is going to be the best portable emulation device ever made. Absolutely. Uh, if you get yourself an EverDrive for a Game Boy. All right. Never, so, yeah. Yeah. If you get yourself an EverDrive for a Game Boy, yeah. You'll, you'll, it'll be friggin' uh, easy Or, because it does have a micro SD card slot. So, if you do wind up hacking the thing. That's the thing. I think this yeah. thing's going to be hacked day one, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Because it's not like hacking a freaking uh, Super Nintendo Classic or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It literally just adds one menu option that says ROMs. And it's, right. at least that's how it worked on the Mega SG. And it was freaking awesome. It was the yeah. easiest thing to use in the world. Um, okay. 
Oh, there it is. Settings, volume, audio system. One of those is just going to say ROMs when they hack it. Yeah. So I'm on the uh, the store page because it, it lists all the products and the prices and stuff. So the analog pocket comes in two colors, white and black, and they sell for $200 each. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, side note, because I actually emailed them because I was curious. Uh, when you pre-order the system, your credit card will be charged as soon as you finish the pre-order. It's not one of those things where it doesn't like sometimes when you pre-order something and they won't charge your credit card until the product ships. Mm-hmm. This is going to charge your credit card as soon as you finish the pre-order. Ooh, you can get a screen protector. Yeah, you can get a tempered glass screen protector. Uh, you can get the 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 hard case is twenty bucks. It's thirty bucks. Uh, the dock is a hundred bucks. I think worth it. Yes. Um, you can get a fast charging USB C power supply for twenty bucks. Now, if you scroll up, you'll see that the pocket only comes with the system itself and a USB C cable. It does not come. It doesn't look like it comes with a charger. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, charge it with your computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do I have a USB C? I think I have a USB C charger. I have to check. Oh, it's only USB C to USB C. That I don't like. Yeah, that should be USB C to USB A. Yeah. That'd be easier to charge with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, you scroll down. Game Gear Adapter, Neo Geo Pocket Adapter, Atari Lynx Adapter. Yeah, thirty uh, bucks. Um, again, worth it. Thirty bucks each. This, yeah. th- if you want to get all the accessories, this thing's gonna cost a lot oh, yeah. of money. This is not for the casual. Right. This is for the enthusiasts. This is for the hardcore. This is for people who are very specific about what they want in a classic system. They want exactly what they had, and they're willing to spend the money for it. Uh, the the dock comes with a power adapter, um, yeah. HDMI cable, and the US an additional USB C cable. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get it with the dock, then you don't have to worry about getting a power supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, three hundred dollars if you want it with the dock. That's the price of a, of a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, but hey, it's got a higher uh, resolution screen than the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh. F- so, I mean, yeah. honestly, this freaking Game Boy would cost around $180, maybe. Uh, and this is a regular Game Boy that's just been modified. So, like, you know, this is, I think, reasonably priced, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, for what you're getting, it absolutely is. <laughs> BB Retro says, I'm going to spend $700 next Monday. You're getting <laughs> literally everything, aren't you? Yeah. Tempered glass screen protector? Get that out of here, man. You don't need that. Leave that uh, Skip over I should, that one. I should note, because uh, you know, because I know people will try. Uh, it's two per two per person. Okay, you're only allowed to pre-order two per person. So, um, cool. I hope we get sent one because I would love it. I want to spend a lot of time with this before I put a video out. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, of, there's a lot yeah. I want to try with this thing. I I can't wait for this thing to come out. Uh, all right. Super chats. Where are we yeah. got? Nothing. We got nothing. Damn. So people, cold on the People pocket. are cold, dude. Uh, but guess what? Last Thursday was the Xbox showcase. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. All right. So I thought it was good. Uh, then I saw all the memes about how bad Halo Infinite looked. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? That didn't look that great. <laughs> it, I think looked, part- it looked like every other halo game except now you have a grappling hook it 
the problem is next gen isn't that big of a leap i mean technologically it's a huge leap but yeah. the problem is we already got so good at working with graphics on our old hardware yeah. that the the jump doesn't visually look that impressive um and this shows it halo should be the technical marvel that sells the system yeah. and it really doesn't look that great i mean even aside from graphics again like they didn't show anything in this halo that couldn't be done in any other halo dating back to the original xbox it just looks like halo they don't they don't seem to be doing anything that pushes it to the next level there's a grappling just, hook yeah metroid had a grappling hook metroid prime on the gamecube <laughs> I didn't even catch that there was a grappling hook until I saw again exactly. the memes like, afterwards. I think that's the problem. It's it's you know, Halo is just so Halo that you know anything they add to it, if if they don't point it out, you're gonna miss it because it all just looks the same. So, the first thing that got me excited was press start to start the demo. Mm. That's what it says on the Halo. And this is the first thing they showed. Yeah, uh, I was like, are they gonna drop the demo? Like now, uh, turns out no, they didn't no. do that. Uh, and this doesn't even look like a demo, honestly. Yeah, it looks like a, like a freaking E three like hacked together footage. Yeah, you know, so that that part was weird. They could have left the menu out. Um, but anyway, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> I'm sure the game is gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, like uh, gameplay wise, it's probably gonna be very very good. It says it'll run at a flawless 60 frames a second. Um, the big thing, the reason why they showed you the map screen in the game is because now it's going to be a, a much larger open world as opposed to the previous Halo games, which are a little bit more confined. Or linear. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it, linear. Uh, so that's that's cool. The Another big thing they said was everything they talked about was going to be part of Game Pass. Yeah. So every game that that they mentioned is gonna yes. be part of game. If you have a Game Pass subscription, you will get it as part of your Game Pass subscription. And that really I think cool. is one of the big criticisms was that they weren't really selling the next gen or or like anything like that or any of the games specifically. What they were selling was Game Pass. Yes. The idea that you can get access to all of these games for ten dollars a month rather than just buying them individually. Yeah, there was a lot of weird messaging going on. Yeah, uh, some is a little like it's really cool. I'm I'm all for Game Pass. Uh, I think the Xbox Series X looks cool. I think Microsoft's doing cool things with the next generation. Um, but they gotta simplify that messaging a little yeah. bit. Uh, a lot of games didn't have so they they would say Xbox Series X or or PC at the end mm -hmm. or Xbox One. A lot of games didn't have Xbox One as part of it, right? Which confirms that uh, not every game is going to be well, playable on an Xbox the, One. Well, the problem was Phil Spencer has said they were going to support Xbox One for at least the next two years. That any game you buy will be playable on Xbox One or Xbox Series X. But most of the games for the showcase did not say Xbox One. They only said right. Series X or PC. Right. Uh, That's what I think has people concerned. Yeah, it is concerning. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think one of the most impressive things about this showcase was that all of the games uh, were f were going to be Game Pass games. And I think yeah. most of them were from their own studios, or all of them were from their own. I think all of them. Yeah. All
Well, the thing was supposed to show off first party titles. Okay, so that's already plus one in their court against yeah. the PlayStation Five showcase, which had a lot of multi-platform games and yeah. games from the first from the last generation, like uh, actually two gen. Grand Theft Auto was two generations. Ago. Yeah. And that was the first game they showed at the at yeah. the PlayStation Five showcase. I mean, some of these, some of the games they showed are multi-platform games like uh, Dragon Quest, uh, Stalker Two, but for the most part, it was all first-party titles. Uh, this was a really cool one, Avowed. Yeah. Uh, this was basically Skyrim, but developed by Obsidian. They yes. already took, uh, so they did friggin' New Vegas, which is a lot of people's favorite Fallout game. Yeah. And then they made uh, Outer Worlds? Yes. Yes, Outer Worlds. And uh, everybody loves Outer Worlds. And, and they're like, look, Obsidian's actually making games because Bethesda yeah. takes too long. And now they're like, screw it. We can do Skyrim. Yeah, so let's just make Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim 6 is going to take, uh, or Elder Scrolls 6 is going to take another like five years to come out, I yeah. think they said. Uh, so they're like, screw it. We'll just make one. Yeah, and here they are. They're making one. Yeah, and uh, so, so if you like Outer Worlds, you'll like this. Yeah, Obsidian is now an Xbox first party, a Microsoft first party. So this will be an Xbox exclusive. Uh, interesting. Yeah. That was another thing. Like, we never know what they're gonna do. Like, they got these first party studios, but are they gonna make all these games exclusive? Are they eventually gonna be yeah. out on other consoles? A lot of these, some of these games said console launch exclusive. Yes. I mean, what the oh, hell does that okay, mean? Okay, so that means that it's going to be on the Series X at launch. Right. That's what that means because they also all of those games were playable on PC too. I think yeah. every. I think there was only one game that I saw that was not on PC. And I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um, that was another confusing messaging because it seems like a lot of this stuff is like, it seems like their ecosystem encompasses PC but some and Xbox One and Xbox Series X, but some things weren't playable on Xbox One, some things aren't playable on PC. So yeah. that's part of the messaging that needs to be simplified. Uh, the big one more thing at the end was Fable. Yes, a uh, brand new Fable game in development. Uh, famously, Lionhead Studios, who made the, the original Fable games, uh, no longer exists. So we're not really sure. Oh, it's, uh, it says right there. Being developed by Playground Games, known for the Forza Horizon series. Which is weird. It's very weird. So yeah, it'll be interesting a... <laughs> to see how a studio primarily known for racing games will handle uh, an action RPG. I mean, the cutscene looks great. Yeah. Um, I have never played a Fable game. It's just not my thing. Me neither. Uh, it looks like a... I've heard they're quirky. It looks like a spoof on Skyrim or... or yeah, it uh, has like a very specific Dragon British Age. style of humor um, throughout the series. I know that. So, uh, But that was a really big deal. There's Forza, of course. And yeah. for, uh, when, there's always a car game whenever yeah. they announce a new, a new uh, friggin' uh, system. Yeah. And they always look amazing. They've yeah. looked amazing since the PS2. So like... <laughs> This doesn't impress me. I mean, yeah, it looks uh, it looks really cool, but they always is, uh, look really cool. Mainline Forza Motorsport uh, by the lead studio, Turn 10. Um, it will support ray tracing and run at 4K at 60 frames a second. This is a, a reboot. It's just called Forza Motorsport. Yeah, they were up to seven, I believe. And yeah, this is just Forza Motorsport. Okay. This is really cool. Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect Connected. Mm, so a new yeah. Tetris Effect. It looks... Friggin' great. 
Yeah. The 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 trailer, not that great. But <laughs> but the actual gameplay looks freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh the game is set to launch first on Xbox's holiday season. So yeah. a, so a console time console exclusive. Launch exclusive. <laughs> well, no, that means that it's it's going to launch on the console. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a timed console. exclusive. Yeah. Uh Destiny 2 Beyond Light. So this is this is another one people were confused about. Mm-hmm. Cuz Destiny 2 is uh free to play now. So you can just download it and play it. Um but this is part of Game Pass. So what that means is that you get all of the DLC. Right. With Game Pass. Yeah. That's why this is being showcased. That's why it's a big deal. I don't know what Beyond Light is. Bungie showed a new trailer for Destiny 2 Beyond Light and announced that Destiny 2 and previous expansions will be coming to Xbox Game Pass. Destiny 2 will arrive on Xbox Game Pass in September, while the Beyond Light expansion will join the service on November 10th. So that's... They got a new expansion. Uh, This is interesting. This is uh by Yuji Naka. Mm, or at least yeah. designed by Yuji Naka. We got Balan Wonderland. Uh, it looks like Knights. Yep, which was also made by Yuji Naka. There's Knights right there. There he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird looking. It's a weird looking... Uh, Very weird looking. I don't know, platformer? I don't even know. Well, let me just look something up real quick. All the characters look like Mega Man meets Sonic. <laughs> That character is literally the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, yeah. it is a platformer. Uh, I, ba- go ahead. Oh, uh, did you see the trailer for a game called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk? No. It's literally just jet grind. Sorry. It's oh, literally yes. just jet grind radio without rollerblading. I so, did hear about this. A lot of people were like saying like, so somebody else is making Knights and Jet Grind Radio because Sega's not doing anything with them. <laughs> um, and it's soap shoes. Bomb, they got soap Bomb shoes. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk has got people from the original Jack Ryan Radio to work on it. And, you know, Balan Wonderworld got Yuji Naka, who made Knights, to basically make another Knights game. It it looks like, I think the guys who made the music are back for, yeah. for Cyberfunk. Set to the musical brainwaves of Hideki... Naga Numa. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh when is that out? I wanna uh, I wanna play they that. Didn't, they didn't say, but yeah, I'm excited for that. I hope that comes soon. And it says it's coming to console. So good. Good. Yeah, there's no uh Yeah. Just a teaser. Take your time, take your time. Yeah. Uh anyway, so Battle in Wonderland, the ninth looking game, is coming out spring twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, on both Xbox Series X and Xbox One, mm-hmm. and I don't think they said it was exclusive at all. I th- oh no, I think I I think it is coming to the Switch, Balan Wonderland. Okay, I think it was announced during this, but I think it's also coming out on other platforms. Okay. Uh, yes, Switch, Windows, Switch, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, Xbox One, and Xbox Series okay. X. Yeah, because it's Square Enix, so they can. Just, so it's not a first party title. Yeah, it's coming out for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Next, Everwild. Uh, what's this one? The newest oh. game from Rare. And today's trailer showed humans exploring a world filled with fantastical, colorful animals. It's it's uh, 
it's not Ava- perfect dark <laughs> no it's avatar yeah it's avatar throwing up fish there you go a, a freaking venusaur throwing up fish <laughs> there's one character that looked like the freaking guys from avatar the Navi. no not that avatar <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other avatar uh, anyway outer worlds is getting the freaking dlc uh cool yes. tell me why is another one of them uh you know it's uh life is a strange new game from don't nod the developer of life is strange uh you play as twins exploring memories of their childhood not not into it sure psychonauts 2 as a new trailer yeah uh game is coming in 2021 uh jack black's in it yes uh, cool. jack black of course is friends with uh tim schaefer because they both did um brutal legend game, what the hell it's called brutal, brutal legend. legend crossfire is another shooter <laughs> uh so i don't know if you because I, I saw your live stream of it but did you pay attention to the song that was playing yes crossfire x it was weird it was, was it? a for those of you who don't know it was a slowed down sad cover of x gonna give it to you by dmx <laughs> now it's become tradition for like movie trailers and stuff to have slow sad melancholy covers of like songs uh to like set the mood if you will um this was the most bizarre <laughs> yes no question about it so this is a collaboration between remedy and yes. smilegate yes okay is this the game no this is not one of the games reminded me of control and this was not the game so that's weird no yeah uh i don't know i don't know about this one it yeah it it's weird i don't think it's i don't think they're showing multiplayer but it looks like a multiplayer game yeah i mean i think it's i think it is a like there's going to be a single player campaign mm-hmm. but i don't know there's there there's nothing setting this apart from every other like high octane military shooter they also showed off Dragon Quest XI for whatever reason. This is weird. Uh, I think this... it's a big deal because it's coming to Xbox. Has it never come to Xbox before? I don't believe so. Dragon Age is one of those games that always knows what the biggest selling system of the generation is going to be and will only put its game on that. So the first few games were on the NES or the Famicom. The next few games were on the SNES. Uh, then they switched to PlayStation. Then PlayStation 2. Uh, and then they put their games on the DS. I think uh, the Persona series is the same, isn't it? For, as far as I know, Persona has always been a PlayStation series. Oh, oh no, Monster Hunter. Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter yeah. does the same sort of thing as Dragon yeah. Quest. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. next is Stalker 2. Which I thought had came out years ago. <laughs> I think there's just a bunch of different versions of Stalker. Mm-hmm. Or like expansions to Stalker. There's a game called The Gunk, which is my nickname in high school. Yep. Can confirm. This looks pretty cool. Uh, we got Fantasy Star Online 2, which actually looks pretty sick. Yeah. I, I'm, this is not my type of game at all. No, but it looks it looks pretty rad. It looks really freaking cool. So yeah. Fantasy Star Online 2 came out in like 2012. Yes. Um, And then it just came to America on the Xbox One uh, last year. Mm-hmm. or earlier this year earlier this year and now this is like an expansion on that yes that is now coming yes is launching in 2021 mm-hmm. 
Looks, this looks pretty cool. The Medium is one of the most interesting games on here. Uh, this was one that I thought Oh, was yeah, ready. this was cool. This was really cool. So this is a weird sort of game where... Uh, I mean, I don't know what the hell's really going on, but uh, it at some points in the game, it turns into split screen, and on one side, you have reality. On the other side, you have this weird demon world, and you're doing the same stuff in both worlds. So you're like... You might be walking like down a hallway, but on the demon world, you might be going through like a like a like a pathway that like you know either side could be a pit. Well, I think in addition to that, you can switch between both worlds, mm -hmm. and it's rendering both worlds at the same time. Right. So to help with seamless transitioning, so that's not really something that could have been done before because it takes a lot of processing power to render. To render two whole games at once. Right. But this is doing it. This is an actual next generation concept that they're presenting here. This probably can't be played on an Xbox One. Yeah, this is uh, probably the most interesting thing I saw. Uh, yeah. This is going to be really cool. Uh, it reminds me a lot of A Way Out, except... Uh, this is a much this is a much cooler concept that... I yeah. mean, much more technologically advanced concept. It, it kind of reminds me of Silent Hill if it wasn't so, like, weird. <laughs> Silent Hill is very weird. Yes. I mean, this is weird, but Silent Hill is weirder. Sable. What is this? I don't remember this. Uh, Sable is a new open-world adventure from Raw Fury and indie developer Shedworks with beautiful art style. I did not I see this. This must have been a pre-show or something. It is. Oh, I don't, dude. This looks like Mobius. This. Yeah, that's beautiful. Looks like it's running at twelve frames a second, but it's yeah. it's very nice looking. Oh, but that does help it look like an animation, though. Yeah, look at that. The way he's running, it looks like a friggin' looks like a friggin' animation. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah, into that. Just, yeah. That's it. That's all they have on this article, and I think that's yeah. really all that I. That was of note to me, anyway. It's really all the important stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, we got Hytham G with $5. Do you guys think Xbox lost its touch with console, and maybe Xbox could be third-party soon in the future, along with stream service? Also, Cuphead is on PS4. Um, I don't think they lost touch. I think that they have... Uh, I think that they're, like, afraid to go all in with their uh with their plans like they're like they're not they're kind of like dipping a toe in going full-on service but they're yeah. not they're, they're not that confident in it they have like a toe out just to make sure in case things don't go as planned they can revert back to selling discs and yeah and stuff. i think uh i don't think microsoft is ready to go third party like at all um i think they they know the power of the name Xbox that of the they know the power of the brand and they're committed to that brand and they want to keep pushing forward with that brand for as long as feasibly possible. I think you know going third party is a last resort and we probably won't see that for many 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 years. Um, and I don't necessarily think they lost touch. I think at the beginning of this generation. They had the, the wrong kind of messaging, but I think they found their footing 
and realize, you know, what was important for gamers and gaming in general. But by then it was too late. So the Series X really is more of a, you know, let's try this again with a completely different mindset and a completely different messaging. Um, a, a, a lot of people looked at this and they said, "What's this doesn't seem like a next-gen showcase. I could just play all this stuff on my PC. And yeah. the answer is go ahead and play it on your PC. Microsoft doesn't care if you play it on your PC. You can, uh, if you have a $2,000 gaming rig, they just want, you can get Game Pass and play all these games on there, or most of these games on there. Exactly. Uh, the Series X is for people who don't have a $2,000 gaming rig and, and want to play these games on their freaking TV. So, uh, I, uh, that's the thing though, is like, everybody wants to know who's going to win the console war. And it's looking like Microsoft isn't trying to, they're trying to sell systems, but they also don't care if you just buy all this stuff on PC. I mean, so, Microsoft would love to win the console war. Yeah. At least uh, for this generation, this upcoming generation. But they're also developing backup plans. They're developing, you know, Game, pla game Pass is plan A at this point. Uh, Series X is actually plan B. And they have plan C, D, and E, you know, also somewhere on the docket. So it's not just you know, we need to be the dominant force in the gaming industry. It's we need to, you know, stake our claim in the ground. That might not necessarily be selling systems. It might be doing something else. To, to, to me, it sounds like uh, Game Pass should be the plan A, but yeah. they're too scared to make it the plan A. Right. <laughs> it I sounds because, like it, that is their plan B. I think because, you know, we have this idea of what next gen gaming should be. We've can be, we've been conditioned to understand that the next generation of games means a cyst, a box that you buy and you put under the TV. That's exponentially more powerful than the last box you bought and put right. under your TV. So they, there's still this need to present a physical item that you can buy and, you know, hook up to your television and play video games on that are substantially more powerful and better looking than the last uh, video games you've been playing. There's still the need for that. But with that need, Microsoft sees an opportunity to introduce all the new things they want to, they want to showcase like game pass and thing and X cloud. That's the thing is that next gen isn't going to be what it traditionally has been in the past. Yeah. Eventually it's going to, be more obscured and this console generation or if microsoft keeps doing what we think they're trying to do every console manufacturer is in a different market yeah so they're not really competing uh but microsoft is doing a weird thing where they where it's like they might not be going service-based they might yeah. still also be trying to directly compete against playstation yeah, because remember, uh, after the showcase, Phil Spencer walked back a lot of, you know, things he was saying, like, you won't see Game Pass or xCloud on the Switch. Um, yeah, which not, is something that we not, thought was going to yeah. happen because they at GDC one year, they had a whole talk about it. <laughs> the fact that not every game they showcase, even the first party games, were going to be playable on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. You know, you would need to get a next generation system, which is they, something they, they said want that to sell you to an do. Xbox Series X is what I'm trying to say. But if you don't buy a Series X, they have backup plans. Right. 
Uh, okay. We got then, another. Yeah. We got another super chat from SJR with $5. Uh, Ratchet and Clank and the Medium are the most next-gen offerings as of now. Cool and weird to see. Yeah, because they're both games that were like you can go from different worlds and they're both rendered in real time and things like that. And yeah, yeah, they both look really good. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank uses portals, so you go through the portal and then it, it's yeah. the same uh, area, but but uh, in the future or in the past or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whereas the medium is both of them at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you could see through the portal, so it's kind of rendered yeah. at the same time. Anyway, let's plow right. through these next few newses. Uh, okay. Animal Crossing update. This one's quick. Uh, there's right. an Animal Crossing update coming out. Uh, it's summer update. It's got fireworks and stuff, which sounds like it should have been the 4th of July. Um, yeah. Unless there's something I'm missing. Is there a, a Japanese firework holiday? Not that I know of. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with this update. Um, yeah. Uh, second summer update a little earlier than planned. Now arriving tomorrow. Oh, it's out. Ooh. The update will add fireworks shows, island hopping via dreaming, and the much-needed save data backup service. Uh, they posted it all on Twitter. Uh, you probably already seen, if you saw all that stuff, you probably already saw the trailer and the update, but we thought we'd share uh, with you these lovely official screens. Okay. So you got fireworks and whatnot, and it looks pretty cool. Then you got there's this weird character, this anteater-looking thing. Mm-hmm. If you go to sleep, you can, like, teleport to another person's island and I guess that makes it so you can't mess it up. You can kind of just walk around. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can visit other people's islands when they're offline. That's we- Maybe you can upload your islands so that people can dream to them. That's bizarre. Yeah. But I'd, I'd be down for that. Uh, but also, the, I think the biggest deal here is that uh, you can freaking finally back up your islands. Yeah, that's that's probably the main selling point that they should have put right at the beginning. Uh, the Animal Crossing Twitter account said uh, the island backup and restoration service allows Nintendo Switch Online members to upload their game data online and recover in the event of loss or damage. The ability to transfer Animal Crossing New Horizons save data is planned for later this year. Mm-hmm. So it is available July 30th. Uh, but I think transferring save data will be available later this year. Yeah. Um, and you must have a Nintendo Switch Online subscription. Uh, this is a big deal, because if you don't know, right now, you can only have one save file per console, and you can't, or I'm sorry, one island per console, and you can't transfer that island anywhere, no matter what. So if you lose your Switch, you're screwed. If you get a new Switch and you want to transfer to the new Switch, you're screwed. Um so now you can finally get a new like if they come out with a freaking 25 uh or 35 year anniversary switch for mario i'm gonna want that yeah i'll be able to transfer my animal crossing island to that uh that's a huge deal and i'm glad that that's a thing now uh anyway cuphead's on ps4 yeah um it came out uh yesterday like it's just like here's cuphead on ps4 so this uh, leaked pretty early. This leaked uh, on Monday, and then it just happened on Tuesday. Yeah, so it leaked uh, on the PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. which apparently PlayStation like the PlayStation Store likes to leak stuff. Yeah, it leaked, and then there was a Summer Games announcement that was claiming it was going to be on a big indie game, and uh, it turned out it was Cuphead. Yeah, 
And yeah, it's coming to PS4. Coming to PS4. Uh, this game was famously uh, an Xbox exclusive, also on PC, of course. Uh, and then it came to Switch, which was thought to be a deal between Microsoft and Nintendo. Um, but now it's on PS4. So exclusivity means nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of wild. Yeah, it's very wild. Um, also, I forgot this game uh, You can is available for Tesla cars. <laughs> I somebody I work with has a Tesla and he said yeah I play Cuphead on my Tesla so it, it's on the Tesla platform yes um yeah no it's, it's cool uh you get one of the most unique and fun games uh now on PlayStation 4 people are saying like they're glad it's it's now going to be accessible to a whole new audience yeah uh I don't know anybody who hasn't who have wanted to play this game and hasn't played it because they only have a PS4 yeah you know pretty sure if you wanted to play this game you, you played it you've already. played it already um should note xbox fans are also getting an update for cuphead developers adding a digital art gallery behind the scenes commentary feature and a playable soundtrack to the game uh but they did not provide a release date there's also an expansion called the delicious last course which they've been talking about for a while and has been delayed yeah uh so that's gonna take a little longer to bake in the oven also yeah. there's a netflix show yes the cuphead show uh, which has been a thing. Yeah. But that's also still in development. Mm-hmm. So that's all the stuff they talked about in the Summer Games Fest announcement. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye. Yes. The best Avenger is coming to Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. Uh, he is going to be the first post-launch DLC hero uh, for the game. And he comes with his own... Um, uh, mission campaign, like his own story mode. Uh, it can be played single player or co-op. Uh, they're they're talking about how they're taking a lot of ideas from Matt Fraction and David Aja's My Life as a Weapon storyline because if you're going to do something with Hawkeye, you're going to mention the Matt Fraction David Aja story because that's the only Hawkeye story people know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the best Hawkeye story. So. I hope he looks more like, uh, you know, I hope he's got more streetwear in that, you know? Like, right now, he's looking a little too done up. Yeah, so right now, so the what they show of Hawkeye, this version, this version of Hawkeye is he's got a, a buzz cut and, like, this sort of armor look to him, a more tactical look. Generic um, generic white guy uh, game. Very generic game white model. guy from the Xbox 360 era. Yeah, yeah, Specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like or hate this look for him. I don't like it, but if it's inspired by the David Aja uh, Hawkeye, then right. I'm cool. I don't like it because, like you said, it looks like generic, you know, bald white guy from the Xbox 360 era. But somehow it looks better than the other adventures in this game. <laughs> That's true. It, this doesn't look so much like, you know... The MCU stunt doubles, this looks like they actually tried to make a Hawkeye for their universe. True. For this game's universe. True. It's a boring look, but at least it's different. It's it's not trying to ape Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye in any way, shape, or form. I just hope there's some t-shirt and jeans going on. Right now it's uh, a little too tactical. For well, me. I know I know the game's going to have like multiple costumes for all their characters, so mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be the t-shirt and jean Hawkeye. I'm sure there's going to be the classic orange, uh, purple and blue like mask Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So, we'll see. Okay. 
the, the game, like, again, we knock on this game a lot. Everything I've seen of it, it does look like it gets better and better uh, with each presentation. I'm game, super the, down with this. Yeah, the game comes out in September, so they got they got to keep showing us good stuff. Yeah. Uh, last thing we have here. Yes, real quick. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is adding 37 new songs in addition to the original soundtracks for the first two games. I think this leaked because uh, there was some some band straight up said, yeah, we're making a song for the Tony Hawk soundtrack. Yeah, uh, I know like it was a collaboration between uh, Activision and Noisy, the website Noisy, to like reveal this. And they did like a quick like 15 minute video on it. Um, so, yeah, in addition to the full soundtracks for Tony Hawk 1 and Tony Hawk 2, um, there is 37 additional songs from a variety of bands and artists, uh, including American Nightmare, the Ataris, uh, Baker Boy, Billy Talent, uh, Chai, Charlie Brown Jr., uh, the uh, what the hell is the one that I heard and actually kind of liked? Uh, Rough Francis. MXPX. MXPX. What is this song? Let's Ride. Yeah. That might be from after you stopped listening to them. 2018 yep, yep definitely definitely uh, real big fish <laughs> did you know that the lead singer and bass player of mxpx is now the bass player in goldfinger yeah i learned that like only a month ago yeah he's been like, in it a while for a i know while. like goldfinger was doing like quarantine videos and they were the yeah. best people doing quarantine videos and i'm watching it going huh that's weird that the bass player of goldfinger has an mxpx sticker on his bass oh because it's the guy. That's from the guy, and that's what he's been doing. And yeah. did you know that Travis Barker was in was in Goldfinger for a hot minute? Yes, I did not I know knew. that. Uh, Travis Barker is also apparently a Machine Gun Kelly's drummer. He's he's got to stop working. Yeah, um, um, Machine Gun Kelly also in this game now. Really? Yeah, he's oh, on the soundtrack. Machine Gun Kelly, I also want to say, sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is cool. So before they, when they announced the game, they announced that it's going to be the original skaters and the original soundtrack. Later down the road, they, they announced that there's going to be new skaters, like modern day skaters that you can play as in addition to the original cast, which is cool. Now they're doing the same thing with the soundtrack. In addition to the original soundtrack, you got all these other new songs that will show up um, during gameplay. That's super cool. Um, and there's a lot of them. So there's a good variety going on. Uh, also, and this is probably much more important in this announcement. So when they announced the original songs that, uh, the soundtracks for Tony Hawk one and Tony Hawk two, they said that some songs were not going to be available from the original soundtracks due to licensing disagreements. Mm -hmm. Two of those songs was suicidal tendencies, psycho visions and, and anthrax and public enemy, um, turn it up. Oh, those songs are now going to be in the game. Ah! Oh. There was confirmed in this release that Anthrax and Public Enemy, Bring the Noise, and Suicidal Tendencies, Psycho Visions, are now going to be in Tony Hawk's so, Pro Skater. So does that mean all of them, all of the original songs are going to be in it? Yes. Wow. Plus all of these added Plus ones. Plus all these new songs. Yeah. Uh, Zebrahead well, with a new with song from last year, I think, is going to be in it. <laughs> I didn't know Zebrahead was still a band. Apparently. Uh um, but they're all only making Sonic songs now. <laughs> yeah. 
So remember when you when you said, um, what's the ratio of change.org petitions that actually work? Yes. I don't know, but I tweeted to Activision to put Bring the Noise into Tony Hawk 1 and 2, and they did. So oh. random ass tweets from dumbasses on YouTube work, but... So what you're saying is, instead of change.org petitions, we need to just have Will tweet. Yes. I don't see any tweets from you. How it's long it's buried it? somewhere. I'll never find it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's everything we have to talk that's about. All, that's all the news. Uh, we got two dollars from two Canadian dollars from John Orn. That's a toonie. Uh, yeah, it's a toonie. Trapped is going to be on the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two soundtrack. Uh, crying, laugh, crying with laughter emoji. Uh, that's a joke. They are not going to be on the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two soundtrack. I don't know anybody who wants to deal with Trapped. Why is that the joke? Uh, the, <laughs> what makes uh, that the joke? The lead singer got super right-wing within the past year oh, and just okay. randomly started tweeting at people, like calling them out on their liberal biases. You know what I like? Ice, including Ice T. Oh, you don't want to. I feel like is a mistake. You don't want to mess with it. You know what no. I like? Insane Clown Posse. They're doing some good work over there. Yeah, that's, that's not a world <laughs> I wanted to live in, but apparently it is. Uh, All right. Well, let's do the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. I believe this is a video. Yes, it is. Uh, here we go. This is. It says, "There's a new butterfly knife leak. A new butterfly knife leaked in uh, CS:GO." Okay. Uh, here it is. I don't. Okay, the copyrighted oh. music is not gonna. <laughs> there it is. This new butterfly knife it looks awesome. That's funny. Rendered really. It, it must be like Unreal Engine uh, five or something. No, it's Source. It's this is Valve. Uh, we're talking no, about. but this. In source. I mean, I, they really updated the Source engine. That looks crazy. Yeah. It looks really realistic. Um, it's a guy spinning a hot dog. Everybody. Yeah. All right, now we'll talk to you people. Yes, as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, and this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and your comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. This is John Enquest, what he was talking about. Yes. When Bob references Tokyo Ghoul in his video, and it's me, it's my face from an old video, photoshopped over just a random samurai. No. I'm pretty sure that's Tom Cruise from the that last time. That is Tom Samurai. Cruise. Yeah. You are correct. Which is fine because then I'm just covering up another white dude pretending to be <laughs> Another long-haired white dude with a beard. Um, I've never seen an episode of Tokyo Ghoul before in my life. I just looked up sad songs and that was one of the things. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's an anime meme. That's cool. I, I, that. I keep getting that confused with Tokyo Ghost. That the new uh, Shinji Mikami game. Not the same. Not the, I know it's not the same. Guy number 21, hashtag Wolfden Live. I couldn't care less about how you pronounce Mario. What really steams my hands is how you say waiting online. You wait in line. Online is where the websites live. <laughs> waiting online. You're on the line. Yeah, that's a thing. Or in line. They're both right. Yeah. There's a, all right, here's another weird one. Um, we say, I'm on Long Island. Yes. That's another weird one. That's, that's a, a local regional, thing. Well, that's a regional thing. If you're from Long Island, you say you're on Long Island. Yeah, like, not, oh, I'm, I'm on Long Island now. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, if you're not from around Long Island and then you come to Long Island, you might say I'm in Long Island. Yeah. Like I'm so, in Hawaii. You wouldn't say I'm on Hawaii. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we say on Long Island. So maybe that's why we say I'm online. Maybe. I mean, we are on an island and it happens to be Long Island. Well, you are. Yeah, I am. I'm on like, the... You're on Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn, which is geographically on Long Island. It should be. I I think it should be. But Look, but there's listen, it's part it's one of the boroughs. I know. It ends well, in Queens. When Long Island rises up and proclaims its independence from the tyranny of New York, we'll reclaim Queens and Brooklyn. I don't think that's how it should work. I think upstate New York should secede. <laughs> that's that stuff shouldn't be part of New York. Yeah. Westchester is, the... is gonna have a little bit of a problem with that, but yeah. upstate New York shouldn't be part of New York. Yeah, it's very different world up there. I saw somebody, I don't remember who or where I saw this, but somebody said New Jersey is the best state. And now here's my problem with that is that their claim to fame is being so close to another state. <laughs> and that can't be the best state if their claim to fame is being so close to another state. New Jersey's claim to fame is wanting to be New York so yes. bad. Yes. <laughs> New Jersey's B-rate Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Story Sucks says every cutscene should be skippable. Every tutorial should be skippable. Hashtag optional narrative. Hashtag player way. Uh, I don't disagree with that, but I will add to that every cutscene should be pausable. Yes, I think I think it should do. I think The Last of Us does this. You press start. Or any, I think it's just start, and it says skip or pause. Yeah, a lot of I, I remember Arkham Knight. Like if you hit a button, it'll show in the corner. Do you want to skip? Yeah, you should have like two skip. prompts before yeah. you actually skip the cutscene because a lot but, of times I'll accidentally skip it. But every cutscene should absolutely be pausable. I because dating back to like the PS2 era when cutscenes really became a thing, like to this day, I am afraid to hit the pause button. Because I don't know if it will just skip the yes. cutscene or do nothing in general. I had to do that for The Last of Us, and I was terrified because I didn't want to yeah. miss anything. But it turns out you can pause. A lot of times what I do is, just to be safe, I back out to the main menu, the, to the system menu. Like that's I hit the a, PS smart. button or the Xbox button or the Switch home button. I just back out to the main menu. That's smart. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Dooley from Achievement Hunter was looking for games because he he has some show where they, you know they do like you know like uh, I guess he was trying to make make an episode where they do some sort of challenge and the yeah. question was is there a game with a is there a game where the tutorial is skippable but required like like, like you can skip it but you, if you mm -hmm. don't do the tutorial you won't know how to do something really simple right and uh that's that's the problem with i think skippable tutorials i think yeah. sometimes you need the tutorial mm -hmm. and i can't think of one that has like some little easy like tech that you wouldn't be able to figure out if you didn't do the tutorial i feel like fighting games maybe because like typically you don't start with the tutorial it's like a it's a separate thing mm-hmm but a lot of fighting games, like yeah, sure, the standard buttons, uh, you know, punch, kick, grab, and whatnot. But like some of the more advanced things, or even some of the combos, you might need the tutorial for because they are, are actually very important and helpful in combat. So, Azure Striker Gunvolt does not have a tutorial. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the main mechanics is this orb that goes around you. And it blocks projectiles and it pulls things closer to you. And it's a very important uh, uh, game mechanic. But for like the first half of me playing the game, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I played, the, and I played, uh, so, okay. So what you do is you shoot somebody in Azure Striker Gun Vault. You shoot mm-hmm. somebody, it marks them, and then you hit the orb button and it sucks the life out of them. I thought it was just a shield and you just shoot people. So I was playing the game in a way harder way, not knowing that important tech. Yeah. So Gun Vault is one of them, but it doesn't have a tutorial. Anyway. Ha made you look using the hashtag Wolfden Live says Nintendo has perfected the art of leading their fan base on year after year. They keep their old IPs just far enough out of reach to keep everyone speculating more releases. If they release their whole back catalog, it would lose all of the appeal and mystery. I don't think Nintendo does this stuff on purpose. No, uh, this is definitely not an intentional thing. I think they, you know, they release the game when they want to release the game. Um, the problem is they have so many beloved IPs and they don't say anything about them for years. You know, people start to build up stories and conspiracy theories in their right. head about like what's next, you know, that, that that's just an, un- that's just an unfortunate side effect of them being so protective over their IP. Yeah. Uh, they're protective over their IP because, um, They've got really valuable IP and and it's very family friendly and and they don't they 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 want the consumer to have a specific image of their IP. Yeah. And that is why they're protective over it, and that's why these people make all these weird conspiracy theories. Because you can only see these IPs in very small pockets. Yeah. And the problem is when you have all these conspiracy theories built up in your head, that becomes what you expect. And when they right. don't deliver that then all of a sudden they're the enemy they're they screwed up you know screw them and all that uh dizzy lemon kind of similar to how uh i was with the microsoft announcement how i was like why are they going all in on games as a service Mm -hmm. dizzy lemon says i'm happy with mini directs all i care about is getting some information from time to time yeah i think you know, they don't have to, like, save everything for one big event, like, you know, do it every six months or whatever. I think if they do more mini events spread out, you know, more frequently, it, will, it would satiate people's need for content and information rather than, you know, just do a whole big chunk all at once. The problem with this mini direct is that there wasn't anything that crazy. Right. I mean, Shimagami Tensei Five, but uh, still, like, there needs to be actual Nintendo announcements. This was all yeah. third-party stuff. Mm-hmm. Check out uh, this is from AW. Check out Danganronpa. Is is you're looking for if you're looking for a new game to play. Is soon to be take of the PlayStation Store is a great series with a, worth a butchers. What I'm gathering is he wants us to play Danganronpa. I've heard a lot of good things about Danganronpa. Yes. I would much rather play Persona. So I'm probably never going to play Danganronpa. I'm very sorry. Uh, Michael Bobrowski says Crisis does not run great. Drops to 15 frames. I I, j- I bought it. I have not touched it yet. I've been seeing a lot of positive reviews and a lot yeah, of people saying it's a technical s- marvel. Uh, Chris Clat 79 tweeted at me saying I recommend Crisis for the Switch. It's a really good game. I'm about 10 hours in. Not bad for thirty da- for thirty dollars. 
uh, Nintendo Life put, put an article saying it's a technical marvel and it's one of the best shooters on the Switch, which Damn. blows my mind because yeah. there's a lot of great shooters on the Switch and this game is 10 years old or over yeah. 10 years old. Uh, I still think it's 2017. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Grover says, you really need to check out Paper Mario on the GameCube, but best one. Is that Thousand Year Door? That's Thousand Year Door. That's the one everybody likes. That's the one everybody wants the next Paper Mario to be. If I replay a Paper Mario game, it's going to be the first one. Uh, and it'll probably be on the N64. Amy says, I'm really excited about Sakuna. That's the of Rice and Ruin or whatever, the one that uh, was only announced in Japan. Yes. On the Japan Direct. Yeah, I'm yeah. super into the new story of Seasons right now. What is that? Uh another nyango situation yeah oh it's like harvest moon it looks like yeah it's on the switch yeah that's a harvest moon situation cool yeah anyway when we talk to you guys yeah we're in the chat uh chris good crystal wolf says crisis holds up i'll be the judge of that (laughs) i don't know when i'm gonna play it uh who else we got here uh I don't want to jinx anything, Will, uh-huh. but I changed I, I changed it so that I stream from my processor and I record from my graphics card. And we didn't have any drops, like happen, like what happens sometimes. Yeah. But my CPU usage on my computer is pretty high. But I played the game fine and everything. I yeah, I mean, so good. far, like I haven't noticed anything on my end good yeah i think the problem was my freaking this logitech webcam yeah whenever i switch to a scene like that it goes crazy so i removed it from my obs completely mm-hmm. um uh, also my computer likes to do this thing where like my freaking keyboard goes to sleep and then all my usb devices freak out and that's why sometimes you lose me yeah uh anyway oh we got a super chat alex and and oaks did you guys try Super Donkey Not Kong? Was in leak. Uh, Super Donkey? Yeah, someone mentioned this before. I looked it up. Apparently, uh, f- let me see if I can find out exactly what it is. Super Donkey is a previously unseen prototype in the recent Giga Leak. It looks like it's running on the Super Mario World engine. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So who I'm developed this? I mean, I think this is from Nintendo. This was part of it. This is part of the leak. Yeah, this straight up looks like Super Mario World. Yeah. This is is this like a Metroidvania Super Mario World? I have no idea. This guy's this guy doesn't <laughs> know how to play the game. <laughs> yeah, no, this is looking like Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island type yeah. deal. I'd like uh, to give this a An shot. original prototype named Super Donkey featuring a Rayman-style character in Yoshi's Island-style world. Previous version of this post mischaracterized the music in the video. Uh, Ars Technica regrets the error. Yeah. It looks like so, a mix between Mario World 1 and 2. It looks like it might just be like a like a test game. You know, something they yeah. did to test out the animation. Because like he's, he's animated very fluidly. It's probably to test things out for... Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Or if they wanted to make a Mario World 2. Yeah. 
like an actual Mario World too, not a Yoshi's Island. Very weird. I'd, I'd, I'm gonna download that if I can even find it. Um, what else we got here? Beats Forte. Westchester is not upstate. We're 20 to 30 minutes from Manhattan. Still love you guys though. It's upstate to us. Yeah, you have to understand anything north of uh, New York City or the Bronx really is upstate. No, 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 no. Anything off of Long Island or out and outside of Manhattan is upstate. Mainland New York. That's that's, yeah, that's upstate. That's upstate to us. We we throw a bone to like the Bronx and Westchester. I don't even think Westchester is north of Manhattan. It's it's weird. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Oh no, it is. Oh, it is. It's it's very north of Manhattan. Oh, I don't know geography at all. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Everything above Manhattan is upstate. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, West of Manhattan is all Jersey. Yeah. B-Rave Long Island. That's what they should uh, rename all of that. I just lost it. Where'd it go? Justin Auspack. Bob, do you know if you can keep your satisfied grip on your Switch with the smaller Switch dock you have? I don't. You want me to grab it? Uh, yeah, do a test. All right. Tell the people what they want. You keep reading. Okay, I will. Uh, there are people telling us that we're wrong about upstate New York. We're not. Um, John Orm, speaking of your coffee tea dichotomy, uh, have you heard of cascara? It's tea made from dried cherries in which coffee beans are imprisoned. Uh, no, I have not heard of that. I don't like cherries, so I don't know if I would want to have that. Uh, if it tastes anything like cherries, then the answer is no, I will not be drinking that. But, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Tea is very weird in general. Like, certain things are not technically tea, but here in the States, because we're idiots, we sell it as tea. I don't care. If it's dry leaves and you pour hot water on it, it's tea, damn it. What? Uh, John Orm said, have you heard of... Cas uh, cascara, it's tea made from dried cherries in which coffee beans are imprisoned. In which coffee beans are imprisoned. Alright, well, th that's what uh, coffee beans are. They're the seeds of cherries, I think. Basically. Alright, well, so... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing. Yep. Satisfy grip. Here's the dock, and it looks like, yeah, you're good. It well, fits, but how is it when you, like, put it on your desk? Let's is see. it wobbly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you have to press. It hovers. So okay. the the grips are the lowest points. So it stands on the grips and kind of wobbles back. So you okay. have to actually press the, the dock into it. Mm -hmm. But you can leave it. A lot of people complain about the Satisfy grip. They say this it scratches here. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, That sounds like things are getting caught here and scratching it. It doesn't yeah. sound like the grip itself is doing it. It sounds like uh, something's rubbing up against it in a weird way. Kind of like, you know, how, like if you have a case on your phone, like lint yeah. or dust will collect. And... Yeah, it's like I was going to say, it's mostly like dust. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway. 
Uh, are we good? Uh, the world today says, Bob, we know you're a Nintendo insider. Tell us what we have to look forward to this Christmas, please. I'm not a Nintendo insider. I am, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, outsider. Yes. <laughs> uh, I predict things. What do you call that? Psychic? Uh, soothsayer. Yeah. Psychic. A soothsayer. I just haven't slaughtered a lamb today, so I can't, I don't really got it. I don't really got it. I feel like something. I feel like something big is happening with Nintendo, and they just haven't been able to announce it yet. Yeah, I feel um, like you know, because normally if had E three happened this year, they would have announced it. But yeah, but for whatever reason they pushed it. But but I, I think there's a thing. I don't want to say it's a new hardware, but it kind of no. feels like a new hardware to me. Uh, not necessarily like a next gen console, but there's something that is making it so that announcing a new Ninten mainline Nintendo game uh, would be tied into this big announcement. Yeah. I mean, it could be the 35th anniversary of Mario. But something is... Something weird is pushing it back. Besides the world ending. Yeah. Anyway, are we good? I think we're good. We're good. Thank you guys for hanging out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. And thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well because we're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live or maybe you want to send a specific section over to your buddies, then head on over and subscribe to Wolf Den Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Guys, go on over to twitch.tv slash wolfden. Uh, go to this little thing right here. Make sure you drop a follow upon the notifications. I'm going to stream tomorrow. I might be streaming with Wood. You know that guy. Oh boy, you know that Australian is? Bob. Yep. Also, subscribe to Wolf Den Clips because I'm posting a video tomorrow. There, a nice new thing that's going to be gameplay. It's not going to be uh, one of these things. Why is this backwards? <laughs> oh, the freaking. I think the frickin' uh, playlist is backwards. Damn it. Ah. Oh, no. This is popular clip? I don't know. Something's wrong with the playlist. Anyway, uh, this is going to be a new clip over a uh, gameplay clip. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you all later. Goodbye. Bye.